1: Hello, and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And as always, I'm Kevin's right-hand
0: man, Rob Langevin.
1: Yeah, and on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about all kinds of weekly updates and injuries and price changes and rest of season and starts and sits and captains and moves we've made in our team, so not very much at all, would you say?
0: No, I mean, you know, it's a good roundabout way to get information for free or just by the placing of an earbud in your ear
1: yeah can't ask much more than that just click it and listen it's it's not very time consuming on your part so uh thanks for joining us um anything you'd like to bring up before we get into the meat and potatoes here
0: uh i mean i'd love to to shout and wax poetic that Chelsea looked decent in a four four nil waxing but it doesn't really matter because they are not doing anything in the league (laughs)
1: You beat Norwich one 0 That's not nothing, man.
0: Well, I, I I have a bet with somebody, one of my one of my good friends, that uh, they're they're not going to lose the rest of the year.
1: Norwich? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no, Chelsea. I said that Chelsea was going to go the rest of the year and and not and not win. It's a stupid little bet. It's nothing like significant, like thousands and thousands mm. of dollars of money. But it was just like basic bar rambling. And you you are putting your
1: yacht table. on it, is what we're saying.
0: No, I I did I did risk one of my maids though, right, but not on yeah. not on a full time basis. You'd only go there part time just to clean his apartment, and, yeah, and walk his dogs and stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty standard trade there. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, meat and potatoes in our American case, turkey and mashed potatoes as we head into Thanksgiving. Uh, but we will start off with price changes, and uh, for me, in the category of buy before they go up more. Uh, a player that was mentioned on the appearance you made earlier this week. Odia Agallo at 5.7. And I know a lot of people want to trade up to the likes of Aguero and Kane, uh, but I'd say maybe wait a week on that if you haven't gotten them in already, just because Agallo now gets to face Aston Villa, who are awful, and have allowed less than two goals just once since September. Every other match conceded two-plus. Uh, so that is obviously not in their favor. And Agallo was both scoring and creating, uh, which makes it look like he will be a more productive fantasy player through the whole season instead of just relying on the goals. Uh, and he will continue to be the best budget striking option. Um, Lukaku, if, if you're trading Agallo up to Lukaku, that's fine, as arguably he has an even better matchup uh, against Bournemouth. But I think Agallo at 5.7 is still absolutely a steal. Uh, and now, this segment is brought to you by the Say No to Barkley Foundation. Because... because we love trashing him, and then
0: he rubs it in our face. This is the second time this year, Kev, that we've done this. With a the player. week
1: before he actually did a thing. Yeah, no, I know.
0: A month ago, a month and a half ago, it was Alexis Sanchez. And he buried
1: The him. whole show, we were talking about how he was awful. And then the next day, I wrote my article about how Guerra wasn't as good as people thought he was, and then he scored five. Um yeah. So maybe the best odds are do get Barkley because we're about to trash him a little bit more. The problem or, or, is, hmm. or or maybe just completely
0: listen to us, but then don't listen to us. How's that? <laughs> From a perspective of fantasy, listen to us for all the jokes and the camaraderie and all the fun and games, and then when it comes to actual, you know, pedal to what the metal. What you're
1: actually doing with your
0: team? <laughs> yeah, don't don't do anything we say. Just be like, well, they said this, so I'm doing this.
1: But well, you know now what? we open ourselves up to counter complaints where people are like you told me they'd be good, then told me to not play them, and then they were good.
0: Well, it's 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 a whole big psychological game here on the FPL roundtable. It's like a triple so.
1: bluff at this point.
0: Totally, totally. It's like the it's like the spin <laughs> it's like the spin wheel on the game of life. You know, you always want to spin it really hard so it spins around real fast. Mm. But then if you spin it real hard, you played the game of life, right? Everybody's.
1: I have, and he life. is. For those that don't know, it <laughs> is an actual board game. He's not just referring to life as a game. Yeah, it's a board game.
0: So you know the spinner. It's like in the middle of all these like little fake little plastic
1: rocks. Yeah. You always want to
0: spin it so it spins real fast and, and whatever. But if you, you ever notice, if you spin it real, try to spin it real fast, it always pops off the wheel. It you does, know, every it? time. It always, every you have time. that little like,
1: paper bit underneath it that sometimes would come out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's bougie.
1: Mm, it's not great. Uh, but know. anyway, the point is, Ross Barkley is going to be good once every four or five weeks. And if you want to buy in every time it happens once and put up with the consequences the other three to four weeks, do what you want. But never be the person to buy in after the big week. You want to be the person buying in before the big week, before the price rises again, which it looks like it will do again tonight. So please, don't do not do it. He's already at like 22% owned plus. It's It's just, don't. Don't do that to yourself or to me, really. Think about my feelings when you do something like that, you know?
0: Yeah, disregard my feelings because I don't really care. I don't, <laughs> I have no. I have no feelings anymore. I've been browbeaten by society so much that I'm just like, whatever,
1: Bruce Barkley. Score your two goals. See <laughs> whatever and assist. Yeah. And there were two awful goals. Yeah, he was in the right place at the right time. All right, so uh, Rob, any guys that you think uh, should be brought in despite a price rise this week? Brought in with a price rise. I mean,
0: a lot. This list looks like a lot of the guys I talk about every week. I'm not gonna lie. Like, there's. Manuel Lanzini's on there this week. Uh Coutinho, he's with a knock. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. Uh the forward ups, you know, Lukaku, Giroud, Kane, you know, Igalu, I mean there's nothing. The one guy that I could see you bringing in and I know their their fixture list is getting a little tougher after this week. But how about a Philip Volscheid? Uh he's he he went up and Stoke's had clean sheets in 5 out of 6. Uh, I know their fixture list after this game is abysmal. I think they play mm. City next week, um, but I mean, he's a guy you could look at for your like your third defender. That's a good rotational guy. After you get your 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 Kolarov or your insert City defender, then that second guy that you you swear by, like a Van Dyke or a, a Spurs defender like Al, Alderweireld, and then. You have a question mark for that third guy, you know. You rotate in guys like a Crystal Palace guy, like a Scott Dan, or you could bring in a Stoke defender like Philip Volshide, or even Eric Peters, who showed out well last week with a du- with a double digit game um,
1: and a double yeah, broken nose.
0: Yeah, well, it happens. If, if you break you break <laughs> it once, places. it's break easy to break the other way. You know? Yep. But, <clears throat> but yeah, from from the guys that have gone up. Bullshot is the only guy I can see who's still underowned, and the value that he's giving you at a defender in that that four nine. I think he's four nine now, four nine.
1: Mm.
0: He's probably in that secondary defender range for you to to put on your roster as a rotational guy. That's he's probably the only guy I would even look at.
1: Yeah, and then uh, for guys that you can get on the cheap as the prices have decreased this week. Uh, West Hulahan, the first one that I saw, four point nine. He's contributed a fair amount this year. Obviously, sometimes losing his spot out for inexplicable reasons. Are you pretty much off the Norwich guys at the moment?
0: Yeah, uh, in you know, I've basically moved on from the Norwich duo of of Redmond and Hulahan. Uh, their price tags are intriguing. If you want to try to squeeze in, you know, the Aguero, the, the amazing trio up top. If you could, ama- if you can somehow get Kane, Lukaku, and Aguero up top. And not risk having a crappy midfield. Um, I could see rostering one of them because you're not ever going to use them because you're going to play three strikers at all times and only need four midfielders. But for for me, I could you could probably go cheap on a on a fifth defender and still roster somebody who's actually usable just in case through the midfield, like like a Lanzini or I'm I'm stumping right now. How about I'm on like an Elman Abdi from, from Watford, yeah. somebody like that. Have a somebody good matchup like this week. <clears throat> somebody like that that's in that in that five 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 oh five five range price-wise that are actually going to play, and you know they're going to play, and you don't have to be like, oh, I guess I'm sitting Houlihan this week because you don't know if he's actually going to play because nobody knows what the Norwich coach is doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, another one I was kind of looking at is Nasser Chadley. Now, he won't be back for a couple of weeks. And 6'6 is too much now. But if he falls below 6'5, I think he may well be worth a look. Uh, don't forget, he scored 10 goals last season for Tottenham. And Hyungman's Son hasn't exactly impressed in his absence. Uh, so I think Chadley may walk into the side. So if he's below 6'5 when he returns, which should be probably first or second week uh, of December, I think that might be a name to kind of look out for. <laughs> and then this last one is kind of a group of four players that I'd also be interested to kind of get your rest of your opinions on. So, both De Bruyne and Cathorla both went down this week, uh, perhaps unsurprisingly. And uh, on this show, we were so busy wondering if Silva or Otso would take away uh, the ball from them and if they would be proven obsolete that we forgot to ask if they were actually worth their respective high prices in the first place. So, would you buy back in anytime soon on either of them? And if you could have Silva or Sanchez, oh wait, Silva or Otso. Or uh, De Bruyne or Cathorlo, which pair would you rather have? I'm definitely going with the, the pair with Ozil. Uh,
0: you know, I, I like I De Bruyne as a player. I still have never seen and still haven't seen City running on all cylinders. I don't know how they're going to do when they have Aguero, when they have Silva, when they have Sterling, when they have Nava, whoever, whoever their front combination is going to be. Somebody is going to lose out on fantasy points there, whether it's De Bruyne, whether it's Silva, whether it's you know Sterling. Yeah, who's I think it's we- Sterling,
1: just for the record.
0: <clears throat> well, Ster- Sterling is definitely on the on the tertiary, but somebody is going to miss out there. And the the way that Olthol is playing right now, he's got to be on everybody's roster. I mean, I mean, the the last six games, Kev, fifty six points, nine assists in the last seven games. Those fifty six yeah. points that he scored in, in just the last six games. If you extrapolate that over the whole season, he'd be a top twelve scorer just with those six games for midfielders. Wow. That's just, that's just sick. That is sickly disgusting. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I love Silva. I think Silva when he's healthy and when he's fit, he's gonna come right back into this team and he's gonna be a better buy than Kevin De Bruyne is.
1: Yeah, I would say as well. Especially he's at nine nine right now, which is crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. you know, um. I know, I know we're we're talking about price downs, and you had a little bit of segue there, but there, there's a couple other guys that I I want to talk about. Um, anybody who's rostering Aaron Cresswell, I know he's a very popular defender because of what he did last year. Yeah. He went down this week, but West Ham is a sinking ship. Uh, I I don't know if anybody watched the game. They look all sixes and sevens, and they, they're not they going to look good at all. They're 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 doomed and decimated until so Dimitri Payet if he comes back in a timely fashion, which is. He's not looking any good before February, yeah. and, and to
1: be fair, Alex Song did make a very late appearance. And if he comes back, he could shield that back 4 I'm not saying it makes all West Ham players more ownable, but at least the defenders. But yeah, I agree. It's not going to be great for the near future. Yeah, and
0: the the one other guy I know, I talked about Philip Volshide in the price ups, but I'm going to stick with the, the Potters here. And Boyan went down for some strange reason. He had, he had a really good game, and then he goes down. This is like the second or third instance this year that I've seen this happen, where players... Who are who are moderately valuable fantasy-wise have a decent game, and I guess because of ownership they they go down the the following two or three days after their match. You, know, if you're looking to save money, I I spoke on this before. If you're looking for that cheap third striker, in and you don't you want to be the contrarian to the Aruna Kone factor into the mm. fantasy lineup, but Bo, Boyan is an excellent excellent option there. Yes. I know he's not.
1: I know he's not He's one of my boys. (laughs) We always talk about your boys.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I'm stealing one of your boys. This is what Kevin's boy is, boy on, boy on, Bojan. But you're trying to save money up top. Everybody's trying to figure out how they can get the maximum value out of their team right now, especially with the Aguero conundrum in in play right now at his 13.1. You know, as a third striker, could Boyan make sense and then you go five stout across the midfield? Absolutely. And then the five stout across the midfield, would you would you probably have Sanchez and probably still roster De Bruyne and still have enough room to, to have enough pieces to make your fantasy team worthy. Uh but I love I'm starting to like Stoke. I'm I'm I know they're fixed like I said, the fixtures are are getting a little little tougher coming up. But as a rotational guy, it just makes sense to me. But I probably wouldn't go completely that route. I'm more of the mold of, listen, there's five strikers that are should be owned in any combination. Those are the, the Agueros, Kane, Lukaku, Agalu, Vardy. Those are the five. You know, And if you want to sub in and say Olivier Giroud is like a 1A, 1B kind of guy, sure, I'll completely shake your hand and we'll agree on that. But any combination of those five is what you should be rolling with right now in, in any dot .com game. So any combination of those five, you're we knew you were golden.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Also, thinking about that comment, I was like, why do we never talk about my boys? Uh, it's because they're awful. <laughs> Gomez doesn't even play sometimes, doesn't find the net when he does play. Boyan just now showing up to relevance. Yaya Toure, who I thought would have a bounce-back year, did for the first three weeks and has been awful since. Yaya is the guy who's going to suffer, too, when that team clicks, too. I know. He's been so awful, and we'll get to that a little bit later and start Sits. Um, Or we can just do that now. Okay. I'll start with my Sits and Yaya Toure, who I have stuck around with this whole time, thinking that it would turn around, and there might not be a bigger waste of fantasy money this side of Wayne Rooney slash Daniel Sturridge. (laughs) Um, I, I just... I want to keep believing, but he, he's not been great. He's recorded three points or less eight times this season, and has actually scored less in comprehensive formats that include all stats than he has in the .com game, which is ridiculous. That is an absurd thing that when you can get points for all kinds of stuff like chances created, successful take-ons, tackles won, interceptions, all of that is a point, point. And he has registered, I think, three over the last four weeks. Uh, no, I lied. That's barring the one where he got the late penalty. But it's it's just so bad. And I kept stalling, waiting for Silva to be back. Knew that was the move I was going to make. And regardless of whether or not we hear Silva's fit in time, I'm moving him to someone. Because it, it's just gotten hilariously bad at this point. It really has. Um, defenders that I'm sitting. Tottenham. May surprise some as we face the 15th-placed uh, Jose Mourinho-led Chelsea. Uh, no shots fired at all there. but Be, be, <laughs> be scared. They're not going <laughs> to lose in 2015. Here's the thing, though, right, is that this Tottenham defense is very good and continues to be very good. But as we saw again at the weekend, they can be brilliant for 89 minutes of a match, which they were, and still mess it up. Kyle Walker impressively managed to string three mistakes together in order to even give Lancini a shot. Uh, And then Lancini obviously spanked it into the the top of the net and uh, wiped out the whole clean sheet for all the Tottenham players. So right now, in the official game, other than Danny Rose, I do not want a Tottenham defender. And I'm starting to get a little iffy on Hugo Lloris, whose save counts aren't up very high because of how much the defense is shielding him. So the percentage of shots on target to goals is much higher than his career number uh, because the situation has changed at Tottenham. So not big on them in defense this week. And uh, forwards, I'm just going to remind people that Graziano Pella isn't actually playing this week, Uh, which some people seem to have forgotten. Her done a different thing. People were like, oh, well, Pella's an interesting play. City's defense isn't as good as you'd think. Well, that's true, but it's really hard to beat defenses when you aren't playing against them. So... (laughs) Uh, Graziano Pella, obviously a player to sit this week. Who do you got?
0: Uh, my sits. I'll start with the back. Uh, you know, it's a tale of two teams when United's on the road, and I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna sit one of the the top five defenders in the in the .dot com league. Chris, Chris Smalling. Yeah. So, sorry, brother. They they've let up nine goals all year. Eight on the road. They're basically the FedEx of shipping goals. <laughs> When they're on the road. Solid. Um, you know, I, I just don't trust United on the road right now. If if, it was, if this was a home fixture, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it'd be awesome. But they're playing Leicester. Jamie Vardy's going for the record. He's going to get the record. I hate to break people's trumpets, but if, if people still play trumpet, I have no idea. But anyway, uh, it's going to happen. He's going to get the goal. This game's going to be like a 3-2 to two kind of affair, I think, like 2-1 maybe. Uh, Through the midfield. Jorginho Wijnaldum, I'm going to get to you later again when we do our when we talk about our transfers. Uh, he's kind of like that Ross Barkley kind of effect. He has a good game and then disappears. You know, yeah. we mentioned we've we've had talks about him that he's kind of a guy you have to wait on. Yeah. And Newcastle's a team that when when they flow the offense through him, he's a phenomenal fantasy option. I'm getting tired of them not running the the team the, the way that it should be. He's a phenomenal player. Newcastle is not using him or utilizing him to his ability. He should not be any, anywhere on a fantasy roster. And if you still roster him and he hits again, that's awesome. Because this is probably the, the preemptive shots fired like the Ross Barkley last week. So he'll probably mm. go off this week. Oh, and absolutely. Have,
1: yeah. he'll, have seven, <laughs> he'll
0: have 71 goals and 41 assists. And they'll win 102 to.
1: Nothing. Yeah, I actually uh, don't have it up in front of me, which is foolish. But isn't he still a top ten midfielder just because of that one game?
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah, he absolutely is. I think he's at. If he isn't, that's he might nuts. be eleven.
1: Yeah, yeah that's crazy.
0: Um, for my for my forward sit, um. I'm just looking at one game here. I know we do this a lot, where you pull, you make fun of Chelsea. Defend. You always call out Chelsea guys when you shouldn't play anybody in those games. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking at any team that starts with West in the Premier League right now. <laughs> All you right. shouldn't be. Don't play any team that starts with West, namely West Ham or West Brom. Don't trust any forward for there. There are so many better options, uh, price wise, form wise, that you can hang your roster hat on.
1: Yeah, and, and West Brom are in the middle of a very rough fixture. I'm sure Craig Dawson and Boaz Myhill will matter again. Yeah, but.
0: absolutely. And I ranked them as such in my Rasball.com rankings this mm. week. I think Dawson makes an emerging factor this week. I think he does something significant. I'm not saying significant, like he's going to build like the Eiffel Tower. I'm just saying he's going <laughs> to do something.
1: I'm saying he's going to do not? something
0: f- fantasy-relevant. Because he can't build the Eiffel Tower. It's already built. He'd have to call it something different because it'd be mm. like, copyright infringement.
1: Yeah, and uh, for the record, Windledom is currently 8th amongst midfielders, and Payette obviously out for the duration, so de facto 7th.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so we'll go right into my my starts then. Um, I guess this is probably the, the Stoke-slash-Potter love fair, but I like to go with guys who aren't as owned as broadly as everybody, everywhere yeah. else. So I'll, I'll go with Glenn Johnson for defense. Ooh,
1: uh, everybody's... Nice.
0: Everybody's picking up uh, Volscheid and the other guy. I'm blanking on Jeff his name. Cameron? No, Eric Peters. There oh, know, Eric yep. Peters. That's a guy. Uh, totally bonked in, and I apologize. Uh, I like to go the complete opposite of what everybody else is doing. I always look at, like the secondary or tertiary guy. Johnson is not getting any love. He basically falls into that Ashley Williams, Jose Font kind of realm of it's clean sheet or nothing. But guess what, that's where you're getting your points from as defenseman because if you're not playing the clean sheet roulette, you're not playing defenseman right because that's the way it should be played. Uh, through the midfield, I have two listed because I have a feeling on one guy and then the other guy, I'm probably throwing a shout-out to John Wayland because I'm going to mention his name, but the first guy is Yoan Kabai. I just have a feeling mm. he's going to have a decent Against game Against
1: Newcastle, that's interesting, obviously, formerly <clears throat> a star there.
0: You know, um, and also there's two reasons. A, because he's a he's a former Newcastle star. And B, if anybody watched the game for last week with Crystal Palace, Jason Punchin did not look happy at all coming off at, at halftime. He did not look happy on the bench. Uh, there might be something to this more, because I didn't see that he got injured at all. I thought it was just a tactical change. Um, from, a, from a Palace standpoint, Kabai could easily step up in position and move into that role that Punchin usually occupies and become more of an offensive player. Mm. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen I'm not in the team meetings I don't know who's playing where but I'm just saying that the Jason Punching thing is kind of interesting to me that he came out at halftime for, for a tactical thing and I didn't notice any changes in the team after he came out that they were significantly better mm. uh, for the forward um, I'm sticking with the Watford-Aston Villa game and I'm not going to pick everybody's hero and my favorite Odian Agalu I'm going to pick Troy Deeney. alright
1: uh, yeah he's been showing signs of life
0: Absolutely, uh, I think Watford got a lot of light sh- shown on them when they played United because it was kind of a feature game for them, with with them being the it was the only game on at that time because it was the early fixture. Everybody got to watch it, but I don't know. Kev, did you watch the game, Kev, or no?
1: Yeah, no, I actually did. It was it was very compelling, and obviously we all thought that they were going to win with that late penalty before Schweinsteiger's thing. And you got to feel bad for Deeney because. There are three outcomes there, right? He either actually clears the ball or Gomez actually gets to it and he managed to do the one thing that led to a late goal. Yeah. yeah got rid of it and, and you just got to feel bad, but... You
0: know, th- this game... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Against Villa is going to be, it, it. on paper, and as we're looking at it right now, it looks like a, 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 a very lopsided affair because Watford is a great counter counterattacking team and Aston Villa is going to make tons of mistakes. Mm. But but Dini to me basically looked like a dominating player against a very good United mm-hmm, defense, yeah. especially Chris Smalling. Um, so I'm 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 guessing he's going to get a goal and possibly an assist in this game. So mm-hmm. I know it's I know it's bold to guess on on goals and assists, but, but I think against one, Aston Villa, <laughs> yeah, except when you're playing Villa, who like to shift in multiples. Um, yeah. You know his price tag is five point one. He falls into that third striker if you're trying to save money roll for the week. Um, and he's only owned in 2.3%, so it's definitely a contrarian play. Um, that's what I got for starting sits, Kev. Yeah. Who do you got?
1: Uh, I, I actually have a, just a kind of normal Premier League thing, which is kind of what we're talking about. Watford, who my forward is gallow, obviously, uh, funds out on him creating an average of two chances per match over the last five while he's also contributed two goals and three assists. But have you ever been so confident in a promoted side staying up as everyone is in Watford right now? Uh, not this early in the season, right? right? Like I don't even think they're gonna be in the battle to stay up. I think they're gonna finish like 12th to 14th.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're better than they're better than West Brom. I think they'll be a better team than West Brom would they're also. Better than West
1: Brom, they're better than both Tyneside I think, clubs. I think they're better than Swansea. Yeah, that. Is, how crazy is all that going on over there? But like, I have 99% faith that Watford stay up this year. And like yeah. 80% faith that they'll never drop lower than fifteenth. Yeah, I think they're just as good as Stoke. Yeah, and play think... very similarly, to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're a very similar middle-fledging get-by-on-what-we-can-do.
1: Yeah, That's what they can and all credit to them, them because uh, some people that may or may not be handsome, bearded hosts of EPL and FPL Roundtable may have said that they did a QPR and bought way too many players and there's no way they could all gel at the same time. But, uh, yeah, all credit to them. They're obviously doing very well in the Premier League. And, and look the part, to be fair, both in attack and in defense. Oh, um, absolutely. It's not just they're getting the odd result. All right, I'm done uh, apologizing slash uh, co- complimenting Watford. Uh, but do go check out the guys that, from the rookery end who are really good Watford fan fans. Like. Uh, but, anyway, I digress. Uh, in the midfield, you stole my boy earlier from Stoke, so I'm going to steal yours back. It's your boy, Marco the Sharko Arnautovic. What a horrible nickname. (laughs) I immediately regretted that. Okay. Um, He's still just 6.0, owned Mm -hmm. in just 1.1% of leagues, facing a Sunderland side who have been shaky at best, and our third worst in goal difference, which, by the way, uh, I had an appearance a while ago where somebody asked, like, what are the stats that matter the most to you in terms of matchups and stuff? Goal difference is a great one for midfielders because it indicates both how much you're attacking and defending, obviously. Uh, Is is uniform tightness one of them? Because then Arsenal's out. Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, No, actually the thing that counts Arsenal out is having a flap on a kit that looks like it's tucked in but is actually loose-hanging with that weird white butt flap they have going at the moment. Um... (laughs) Why are you looking at their butt flap? Dude, they (laughs) flap! (laughs) Wow. What? Wow. Hey man, okay, uh, my anger has to go somewhere. Okay, this is going to a weird place. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sunderland, not great. Third worst in goal difference. He'll be facing DeAndre Yedlin, who likely, I mean, to be fair, he didn't get a start last week, which was a little strange. And right now, we have uh, Sam Allardyce, or Allardici, as he claimed he was at West Ham. Um currently running uh three at the back with two wing backs, so you know that whole is it a three five one, is it a five three one? whatever, you know what I'm talking about. They mess around a bit with their wing backs. The other one loves to get forward and does have the pace to keep up with Arnautovic going both ways, but super doesn't have Arnautovic's size. Which I think will be of great benefit to him. I think Dioff should be back, which should draw some of the defensive attention, and I think Boyan is also interesting. And so I have all three of those in top twenty fives in their respective positions. Nice,
0: good calls. Yep.
1: I like it. We're like all on the. We're all feeling the Potter love this week. Yeah, we're we're all on the. We love the Potter's. Um, <laughs> uh defenders this may come as a surprise but Manchester City defenders who for weeks we've been telling you to get rid of so in the vein that we spoke about earlier of listening but not really listening uh, this may well be one of those uh they are facing a Southampton side which I mentioned earlier no Graziana Pella. quick tell me who Southampton's other striker is
0: they could play Mane in the false nine. I have no
1: idea. Exactly. Because the other option is Jay Rodriguez and he's out forever. Again. Um, so I genuinely don't know what they'll do. I think you're probably right, they'll go Mane up top. They'll borrow from Crystal Palace, who put Belassie up top while Wickham was out. Uh, I think that probably makes the most sense. Who that opens a spot up for? Maybe James Ward prowse get a better run. I mean they uh, could play
0: they could play Wan Me in
1: there. I mean Oh they could. They could. I forgot about Wan Me. Uh, but are you scared of Wan Me? I'm not particularly.
0: I'm Um, I'm I'm never scared of a guy who has four names. (laughs) And all of them them could be considered first names.
1: That's a good advice. Uh, That's pretty solid. Just like the butt flap saga of 2015. Um, Don't be afraid of people with four names. But uh, I digress. So yeah, I like Manchester City defenders, but there is a caveat here, which is interesting, which is Clichy is now back in fit and got the start in the Champions League. So whether that means that Kolarov is getting the start at the weekend or is not, is not a thing that I am 100% sure on. Uh, So try to be sure uh, what kind of way the news is leaning on who's going to get that start. Because Kolarov obviously still owned in a lot of leagues, maybe more than need be at this point. But there's a chance that with Klichy back he could start losing that job which is also the issue with Sanya. So the wing backs are are of concern with Zabaleta coming back, Clichy coming back, who was the usual pairing last season for the most part um until late in the season. So anyway, just keep an eye out on that, but I like the Manchester City defenders as a fantasy player yourself. Which two center backs would you want to see for Manchester City?
0: Uh Oda Mende?
1: Hmm.
0: Um I still I I go back a couple of weeks. I said I said he's going to be their best defender by the year's end. Um, City's defense runs best when company's in there, so it's company and Otamende in the midfield.
1: Yes, I think that's absolutely fair. Mangala had a rough go of things last week. Many people do when paired with Di Michalis, but he he looked like a butcher. Mangala the butcher. Yeah, it it wasn't great and I had touted him as a person that had turned things around and that was before they brought in Otamende and that ruined it. Man, I really, really don't want to look at my preseason (laughs) picks before we talk about them the more worried I am about it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, such, yeah. such is life or whatever. Um, yeah. I have an unrelated uh, football question because it's showing up on my TV right now because I'm super professional. Okay. Um, what, what the hell is going on in Green Bay for just pretty much everyone? Devontae Adams is supposed to matter. Apparently only he or James Jones can be good in a week. Eddie Lacey and James Arks are basically both unusable instead of either one being usable. What do you do if, for example, you have Lacey on your team and drafted him for like fifty two bucks?
0: I uh, hope you have two other better running backs and you could maybe squeeze Lacey into a flex role. A yeah, I
1: best. managed to pick up D'Angelo Williams, but obviously facing the Seahawks defense, which you don't love. They're not that uh, good
0: anymore they're not that they're not this they're not the Seahawks anymore.
1: It's true, but they're still third in the league. Oh, yeah, they're still decent. Which is funny because if you love Travis Rawls, the Steelers have sneakily put together the best run defense in the league, which mm-hmm. is a surprise to many a Steeler fan like myself because uh, we weren't so sure it would be great. But Cam Hayward has decided to randomly be a, just a monster, which is great. And obviously the linebacking core are always good for the Steelers. But anyway, yeah, so it's it's not great. Uh, I have D'Angelo Williams and Rawls, who I just picked up this week, uh, and Lacey. So, not a huge fan of any of that.
0: No. But, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, the problem with Green Bay is I think that, to be honest, I, none of their offensive tools are the problem. I mean, losing Jordy Nelson. Oh, it's, it's deb- that
1: Aaron Rodgers is dating Olivia Munn. Oh, it
0: totally is. And that Did you see that they, all that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's I mean.
1: amazing. Olivia, tw- Olivia, Olivia tweets. Olivia Munn's tweet back was incredible. For those that don't mm-hmm. know uh, what we're talking about, uh, Oh, crap. What was the guy's name? I forget, but he's one of the the reporters that often covers um, uh, the Green Bay Packers. And he came out with an article that was like, the five reasons why Aaron Rodgers is struggling. Uh, And one of the reasons he said was because it was due to personal problems at home with actress slash celebrity Olivia Munn. Rob Domofsky is the guy's name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, And she did not take it well that... He mentioned that Aaron Rodgers' issues were due to personal problems at home. And so she came back with the most fire response tweet of all time, which was, <laughs> Playing it fast and loose with the journalism, Rob Jamovsky. Your professional skills are lacking. You must be having personal problems at home. Which <laughs> is amazing. That is such a solid burn. Yeah,
0: totally. Absolutely
1: dominated. But anyway, sorry. I... I was gonna say I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I absolutely did. But I thought it was no, for totally, good totally. That was that was dynamite stuff that you yeah, dropped. that on. was solid radio. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, I, the, the real thing I think is wrong with the Green Bay Packers is I think that the, I think their offensive line is is in crap right now. I yeah, think that's it's what's going very on. Very not good.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's the main problem in base. Foot, yeah, baseball. Baseball's one in the trenches. Yeah,
1: football's one in the <laughs> trenches. You know, the biggest problem with baseball is when you get a three-second violation in the middle of the end zone. Yeah. And you, get tra-
0: and you get a traveling call. I
1: mean, to be fair, I guarantee you, it's more likely you see a traveling call in baseball than in basketball at the moment. Oh
0: my god, that's ridiculous! Did you see Carmelo Anthony? Oh my god, his eight traveling? steps. Oh, it was yeah. great. It looked like he was doing. They. I saw that, and somebody made a loop of it with uh, like Nutcracker music over it.
1: <laughs> the best excuse I heard from a New Yorker, because obviously he lived there for a while, uh, was, "Well, he lost possession because the ball came out of his hand while he was carrying it." I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh." Yeah, yeah, that's not how that works in case anybody in the UK is like, wait, does that work? No. No, yeah. it does not. <laughs> no, it does not.
0: Um, yeah. So, Kev, every week we talk about uh, the transfers we're going to make for our team. I know your team is a is a hot garbage dumpster fire. You know what?
1: Even... You are not as wrong as you should be. <laughs> you know, um,
0: but uh, have you looked over your roster and figured out what you're going to master mastermind this week and manicure to help your team get back to the fantasy fortitude that you're accustomed
1: yep i'm taking out yaya tori for david silva and i don't even care if silva plays this week i genuinely don't i still have aguero up front so if uh silva does not get the start then i will play with when who will be next week's issue erickson who by the way got a lot of crap for that and uh suck it um Andre A.U. also had a good week. Riyad Mahrez also had a good week. This was actually a pretty good week for me. Ended up with 68 points. Uh, I think the average was 50-something. Probably should have looked that up. Um, Yeah, average was 55. Ended up on 68. So not feeling too bad about that. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, Silva in for Toure. And uh, regardless of whether or not he gets the start, I think it's good to get him in at that sub-10 price. Uh, The defense really let me down. Danny Rose had himself a pretty solid game, uh, completely undone by Kyle Walker's foolishness. Um, Still have Joel Ward in there, who I still maintain is a great right back, but hasn't really proved it since coming back. Lost his job to Martin Kelly for a week.
0: You'll see it this week.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping against Newcastle. Uh, and I still have Kalorov in there, which is of great concern. I do have Craig Dawson on the bench, uh, so he'll probably get in there this week at some point. Uh, I'm honestly considering taking a, a minus four to get a second keeper in because I really love playing matchups with my keepers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still have McCarthy in for like, well, what do I have in for? 4 Yeah. So I was just basically using him as a price dump, but that he's not even a, a factor anymore, so I'll probably need to change that. Might might take the the minus four this week as I get more comfortable with my team. Think that I can get better than my hill. Obviously, uh, not not continuing to be great matchups for him. Um, yeah, the run he's in right now: Leicester United, Arsenal. Now playing West Ham, then Spurs, Liverpool, Bournemouth. Uh, pretty okay. It, it gets better around game week seventeen: Bournemouth, Swansea, Newcastle, Stoke. You're not really scared of any of those teams. By any yeah. stretch, Chelsea, Shore, Southampton, okay, Villa, Swansea, Newcastle. Okay, a uh, bit of proactive help. Get Boaz Hill in week 17. He basically mm-hmm. has two rough matches before March after yeah. that. So, things we're learning live on the podcast. You are welcome for this as tremendous we, audio. As we learn how to read schedules. <laughs> Dude, reading is hosard. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So is scoring. <laughs> You're right. So yeah, uh, bringing in Silva, dropping Tory might do something with my keepers. But I'm super comfy with Aguero, Vardy, Agalo. I was on the point of dropping Agalo and bringing in Kane before I brought in mm-hmm. um, I Not that I don't believe in Kane. I just, uh, I, I've always tended to believe. Actually, this is a really good thing for us to talk about. I've always believed that you get more value from midfielders than you do from strikers. Because in the official .com game, you either score or you don't. Mm-hmm. Midfielders, I feel, contribute more ways. You get the free point for a clean sheet. Uh, so, if you're wondering where I spend most of my money, I usually spend it in the midfield. I usually have a great midfield. It's the reason why I'm not doing great this season is because I bought hard on Touré at the beginning of the season. Bought hard on Winyldum, obviously, and bought hard on Payet, who is now out for a considerable amount of time. So, I'm fine with having an amazing striker in Aguero a buy-low striker in Icalo, and then whatever we're going to classify Vardy as because it, it's absolutely awesome. ridiculous what he's done. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> just incredible. Um, so, yeah, come the time I make my changes, Silva, Marez, Wingeldum, who, again, probably going to change next week, Erickson, A. U. absolutely fine with that. Are you fine with Aguero, Vardy, Icalo as a front three, or are you starting to think that you really do need one of those Lukaku, Kane types up front to, to supplement Aguero? Um,
0: well, I mean... Last week I said I was going to bring in Lukaku and Delafeu and I completely bonked and didn't do either of those. So mm. <laughs> I brought in I brought, <laughs> I brought in Tadic and Kane instead. So Kane wasn't a bad choice bring, mm. bringing him in. So I mean, currently I'm rostering Kane, Agallo, and Vardy. Um, I'm not on the bus right now. That you need to absolutely own Aguero. Mm. You need, to, like I said before, you need to own some combination of the five top guys. Aguero, Kane, Lukaku, Agalu, Vardy. Any any three of the five. And you're gonna be you're gonna be competitive. Whether you want to stay a little cheaper and save the money and roster Agalu with insert two other guys, that's fine. And then you can have a, a, a stellar midfield like Kev, your midfield is pretty, pretty tight. Mm. You know. Um which brings me to the question. We were supposed to come up with a question today. And my question is AU or Barkley rest of season. Go.
1: AU, not close
0: yeah for me it isn't even close either but they're similarly similarly priced similarly owned and similarly have the same amount of points. So I'll tell without... you
1: I'll tell you what it is too. It's that Barkley is heavily reliant on how Everton are playing. Oh, and totally. AU is not. AU can create on his own, he can create for others. He's a very dynamic player. Do I love that he's already talking about leaving Swansea, which by the way is not a joke. He literally said he wouldn't mind him to move to a bigger club. <laughs> no, I don't. The the prospect of losing him in January would obviously not be a welcome one, despite the the free transfer that you get. But um, yeah, if assuming everybody stays where they are, I think AU's ability to take command of a match on his own, as opposed to Barkley's kind of reliance on other players, is more valuable for me.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely. And my my transfer this week, I really haven't done too much to to look into who I want to do. I know I want to get Wunaldem out. But I don't know whether uh, I can afford to do that this week with a Coutinho maybe iffy to play. I, I don't think he's going to play, to be honest. But that's yeah. just me. Um, so I may go from Winaldum to to Otsul o- 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 this week. This way, I have another Arsenal player because I think that game is going to be a fantasy, you know, mm. goldmine. Yeah, for, for certain for certain players like Sanchez who who showed out well midweek in the uh, Champions League game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine either just making a transfer this week and staying with my team or, and then, or banking it and, you know, just, you know, I I'm, I'm on the fence. I, it's all, it all depends on if I get a better word on, on whether Coutinho is going to play, which I don't think he is, but I'll probably make, I'll probably make mine on, on Friday night in a drunken stupor.
1: Middle, <laughs> yeah. I, the- I will say a thing that I hated was apparently I missed the cutoff on Saturday by minutes. Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, so, oh, that's why it was a little lower than that. Oh, I see. Uh, because uh, I had Aguero on my bench actually last week. Thought I had put him in, but apparently had changed it for the following week. Obviously scored the goal, got six points. Not, not too heated about it. The rest of my team, as I said, did perform very well. Um, yeah. but yeah, I captained which went quite well, got me 18 points there. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was pretty funny if I captained Erickson or AU, I actually would have managed even more points, but mm-hmm. uh, not going to be too angry about that. But uh, actually speaking of captains, uh, who, who, who are you looking at either for your team or on the whole? Um, for my team, I'm probably looking at,
0: since I don't own another Arsenal player uh, I'd probably look at either Alexis Sanchez or if if I'm looking to be different than everybody else, who's not good nobody's gonna captain, maybe maybe go Agalu. Hmm. Uh, the most popular choice this week is probably gonna be Lukaku again, who was the most popular choice last week.
1: Uh, and I can totally talk see about that back-to-back again. easy easy matches.
0: Yeah, I just don't like double dipping. I don't own Lukaku, yeah. but I, I just don't like trusting in a guy twice in a row unless his named Sergio Aguero.
1: Yeah. Poor Um, Barty. If anybody started doing that 10 weeks ago, good ups. Yeah. Uh, Completely. I don't think any of us saw that coming. What about you, Kev? Yeah, mine's actually really not that great. Uh, I still have Aguero, as I mentioned, held out this whole time because I had more pressing issues. But don't love him particularly against Southampton. Still looks like he's not 100% back yet. Already against United, you did have a very good stat on on him facing a United side that is much more leaky away from home than they are at home. Icalo like versus Aston Villa, probably, at the moment. I do like Ericsson versus Chelsea. I, I think of all the Tottenham players that could have issues, he's the least likely. Uh, and he's struggled a lot taking corners lately, and people started to talk about him maybe losing that opportunity, but then put an absolute beauty off of Alderweireld's face. Um, against West Ham, maybe Mares. Same thing. Not really worried about the matchup. I'll, I'll probably go Igalo, uh, vice captain Eriksson or Mares.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, I, and I agree. Lukaku is the super obvious play. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm super comfy with Igalo up front against Aston Villa. You mentioned before you think Deeney gets a goal and an assist. If he gets an assist, who's it going to? It's going to Igalo. Exactly. So uh, pretty but, confident there. It, uh, and just for a funny road stack, Igalu has three goals and two assists on the road this year. Yeah. So that obviously all favors him as well. So, yeah, I, I yeah. Thanks. Thanks for helping me come to that realization. Yeah, I'm all about Igalu for everybody. Igalu everybody. for all. Igalu for all. And, <laughs> and,
0: and the funny thing is, in his native language, that means, like, go screw or something. <laughs> I'm There's not
1: sure if fun. that's true but uh, we're going to cover that up very quickly with an outro where can people find you <laughs> uh,
0: as always you can find me at soccer.rasball.com or on twitter at smoky underscore that's l-o-o-g-y and I'm always sipping on something tasty and today it was rolling
1: rock in a bottle hey you finally got away from your PBR trend I managed to have a friend smuggle me some yingling as we head into that part of the year so, nice. uh, yeah, both of us having a bit of a departure from the mor- norm, from the norm, departure from the norm, having a great time as well. Uh, yes, I am on Twitter at, uh, Kevroff, or you can find my writings over at blog.playtaga.com, which is a bit wonky this week, uh, as we're switching to player cards instead of full articles, but you know, uh, click on players and you'll see some stuff I wrote. Uh, I am not writing for the Eaglesbeak.com this week because I always update that on Thursdays. When prices change, but this Thursday is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Rob. Merry Christmas. Oh, wait, what? Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Close. Uh, So, yeah, that won't be going up this week, but uh, we also recorded the EPL roundtable earlier today, so that and this will both be coming out tomorrow morning. So listen to both of those if you love football, uh, because we cover both uh, Premier League and Fantasy Premier League, which is a good time indeed. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to be done plugging stuff I'm doing so Thanks so much for joining us. As always, Rob, an absolute pleasure. I know you have some pretty exciting Thanksgiving plans, and thank in, th- in uh, Tennessee, which is always fun. But it's weird yeah. because you're the only ten I see. Well,
0: yeah, but I, I have nine other friends that are one standing next to me.
1: <laughs> it really pumps up the value. Yeah. So uh, co-
0: collectively we're. The
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, come back next Thursday morning. More drinks. More fantasy advice. Hope to see you then.